welcome back, Lumberjack fans, to the season finale of season three of Part Me, Alex. We have a very special episode today. Very special guest. Very special guest. Some of you, some of you yeah, guessed. Yeah, some of you already guessed. I mean, it was pretty uh, pretty easy guessing, but our, uh, our special guest today is Ryan Ivey. So we want to welcome him to the podcast and, uh, and also thank him so much for coming and meeting with us today and talking a little bit of whack action. So uh, Ryan, why don't you tell everybody... What your job is? What, what do you do? Yeah, you bet. I've been called a lot of things. And easy isn't one of them. But no, I, I have the privilege and honor to be the athletics director here at Stephen F. Austin, finishing up my third year and uh, seen a seen a lot of a lot of really good things happen so far and mm-hmm. had our shares of, of valleys as well. But I think we've uh, we've had more successes than we've had failures so far in three years, and certainly looking forward towards the future. Absolutely. And you said three years, and it feels like I, time flies. flies. I no, feel like you just exactly got here, and it's 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 gone really, yeah. really quickly. I got introduced the other day uh, um, by an individual, and I was still being called the new athletics director. Oh, <laughs> wow, really? At what point in time do you stop being new, right? I, I figured, maybe the five years. Maybe five years. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's no longer new, but yeah. now he's now he's actually like here, here. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it feels like you just got here. It's I can't believe it's been three years. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies when you're having I'm telling you. And then Colby is going to be here for yeah. three I was like, wow. Wow. Yep. That is crazy because y'all came at the same time. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so kind of I think the first thing we wanted to touch on real quick is that big, beautiful, no longer swimming pool in front of the basketball <laughs> center. The swimming pool moved from that end to the other right? end to find our ceiling. I know, I know. That's what everybody's been joking in town, yeah. that the, the swimming pool has moved. But, yeah, so give us a quick little update on that. Maybe um, timetable on finishing it up. And I know the rain kind of is – obviously, it's a rainy season now in NAC, and so it's going to be kind of delayed a little bit. But yeah. Rainy and season like, now. It's oh. kind of like an oxymoron. Yeah, it's all the time. I was trying to be nice, but it's all the time. Yeah, no, we're um, you know we're it's moving along. And we've mm-hmm. got we've got the obviously the the, the walls up, the seat, the roof up, uh, all mm-hmm. those things. So they're really starting to do some work inside now. I think we'll start to see some more speed uh, moving forward. Just getting into the nuances and the details of it now, moving forward. But we've got all the exterior glazing up with the glass and all that mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, we're, they're getting ready to put the start to put the um, the siding and everything on it as well. So mm. it'll really the outside will really begin to start to take shape as far as just the aesthetic value of it right now. You can obviously see the structure of it for what it is, right. but the aesthetic value of it will really start to come into play here um, pretty soon. Uh, we're we're targeting um, an end of August, first um, of September, um, substantial completion date, and we hope that that's the case. And mm-hmm. We feel like now with the weather, even though it is raining, that we, we shouldn't have too many delays with that just because now the majority of the work is going to be inside the building. Right, because all the walls are up and everything. So we should be okay to move So give a really quick background on what all that Performance Center is going to offer because I know a lot of people have had some big misconceptions on, oh, it's just for basketball or Yeah, you bet. Yeah, so it's about 40,000 square feet total. Uh, We will have men's and women's basketball offices on the plaza level. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm calling the plaza level. So as as you walk into the Coliseum, uh, there to the left. So that floor right there, that top floor of the building will be the uh, coaches offices. So both men's and women's and essentially it's split right down the middle. Exactly the same on each side. It may just be configured a little bit differently on, on one side or another, but it will be exactly the same for men's and women's basketball. You go down to the bottom floor underneath the coaches offices will be our player spaces. Player mm-hmm. spaces. So we'll have uh, locker rooms for each, lounges for each, uh, nutrition area for each, film rooms for each as well. We'll have coaches locker rooms down the bottom as well. So we'll have a male coaches locker room and a female coaches locker room 
Um, I, I have to catch myself sometimes because I'll say men's coaches and women's coaches, but it's it, it's not women's basketball. So it'd be all the male coaches will go in one, and all the female coaches will go uh, from the female locker room aspect of it. So we'll have that. Then we'll have obviously the practice court and the practice floor. So we have. Uh, one full-length court in there that runs north and south, mm-hmm. and then we'll have two 84, 86-foot courts running east and west uh, in that as well. We'll have six goals in there moving so- forward, so it'll provide opportunities for camps, so team camps and those type of things. You can you can play really play some games in there moving forward. On the other side of that, so kind of going down University Avenue, I guess that you'd be going south on University Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a weight room and a sports medicine uh, facility in there as well. And so the weight room is about 3,500 square feet. The sports medicine facility is about 3,500 square feet. Uh, both of those facilities or areas will be used by other teams. And so I think right. this yeah. is where... I think that was the main yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I think just understanding the squad sizes that we have and it, it, what it will do is we'll, we'll really start... Uh, to alleviate some of the uh, the space congestion that we have and just uh, with the facilities that we have here at the mm-hmm. field house and then obviously our, our, our wellness center that we have, which is our main strength and conditioning area. And so right. the equipment that we're putting in the new basketball performance center uh, will allow us to do additional things. And so when, when you think about it from a sports medicine standpoint, we'll have, we'll have, a, have a hydrotherapy area in there there will be a resistance pool, so a treadmill will be there, and that will help us. We have an Alter-G machine right now in our current facility, and so this resistance um, pool will allow us to create more opportunities for rehab and uh, hopefully speed up the timeline mm-hmm. for knee injuries, those type of things, hip injuries, those type of things moving forward as well. So multiple teams, multiple student-athletes will be able to use those areas, and that was really done by design. There are separate entrances into both of those facilities, and so they wouldn't have to go through basketball spaces to get there. Uh, so it was very, it was designed on purpose that way because we knew the, the need for us to be able to do that. Yeah, forward. right. I think that's fantastic. And I think, that, again, a lot of people that haven't been back to campus in a while don't understand the fact that the facilities you have currently, like, they're great and all, but, like, they're just not big enough. For, yeah, they're not really great either. Especially, well, they're, not, they're not. I mean, they're old. I mean, they, they almost the last they, time, I mean, they were built in, what, yeah. like the 80s? 80s. Yeah, I mean, you know, they haven't been updated since yeah. then, and yeah. they're just not up to snuff. Like, they yeah. don't have... Yeah. And ju- just to round out your point, but so much has changed in the actual right. performance aspect of rehab and right. all that, yes. and what we have doesn't meet the need for right. that. So, right. Yeah. Which is why it serves... All sports. It does. One more time. Right. (laughs) Make sure that's clear and known to everybody. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So, what do we want to go on to next? Um, Is there anything you kind of want to touch on about seasons in fall and spring, like the challenges with COVID or just... Yeah, no, I mean... In general, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think when you... Let's let's go back a year from now, right? Right. and, and we're, we're all kind of locked down, and, and we're not sure what's going to happen. We're getting ready to end a spring semester that has been moved all, you know, to virtual online learning and online mm-hmm. classes. We're trying to figure out, hey, are we going to be able to play? How do we bring student-athletes back in the summer? What do we do? And so we're just really starting to go through uh, the COVID protocols and kind of line all this out. And, again, knowing that no one has ever gone through this before, right? No, we, yeah. And so as, as we talked about beforehand, you know, having conversations, I think, with colleagues and other people and other institutions and figuring out what they're trying to do. And, and as I reminded 
our staff multiple times, hey, look, no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> okay, we're this all so figuring true. this out as we go. And Absolutely. so if someone tells you that they know exactly what they're talking about, they're full of crap because that's not the case, right? And it was changing by the minute, by the hour, by the yeah. day. And so I, as, as I told our staff as we started going through it again, it was critically important that we did everything in our power and in, in, in our ability to make sure that we could bring our students student athletes back in a safe manner. And you know, after having conversations with our student athletes, there was a desire for them to play in the fall. They wanted mm-hmm. to try to play in the fall. Mm-hmm. I think it made sense for us holistically from a departmental standpoint, especially when you look at our fall sports, having their ability to play in the fall from football, to soccer having a new coach, it was important for them to kind of get that first mm-hmm. few games underneath yeah. them with a new coach, a new system. Volleyball obviously does what volleyball does, but Debbie right. had, <laughs> has a routine in which she wanted to play and it was important for them to play as well moving forward. Again, so just having these conversations and just going through it and so setting these these protocols and mm-hmm. again, v- being very honest with our student athletes and I've told them multiple times, hey look, I understand you're gonna be 18 to 22 and you're gonna to wanna to have the desire to go out and do things and, and think that you're invincible on these type of things. And there may be times where you do that. And I'm not gonna be naive to sit here and think that you're gonna be holed up in your dorm room or your apartment or whatever it is when you're not practicing. But what I need more than anything is just honest communication. So that when you go do these things, when you go out, you need to come back and tell us so that we can manage the situation, right? That's all that I'm asking for right. is the ability to manage the COVID situation from a contact tracing aspect of it or whatever it is moving forward. And I think our student athletes did a pretty good job. We've gone over, uh, just this past week, we've gone over the 12,000 COVID test mark as far as administered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our positivity rate is just that 1% of those COVID tests mm-hmm. across the, really across the board. Uh, we've been able to play as many games, if not more than most institutions across the country. And that's a real testament to our medical team, but also to the, to the discipline that our student athletes have uh, really throughout the season and you know they wanted to play and yeah and they that. sacrificed a lot they yeah. did that's exactly right and yeah. I think that was really important for people to understand that our student athletes did something that others um, weren't willing to do mm-hmm. for the betterment of Stephen F. Austin yeah right and they were able to represent Stephen F. Austin in a very positive manner moving forward and and they sacrificed quite a bit and I'm not saying others didn't sacrifice that's not what I'm saying at right. all but uh, and again, as I tell our student athletes all the time, no one understands what you go through on a daily basis better than each other. And so mm-hmm. if you're not in that locker room and you're not in that space and you're not in that setting, you just don't know. And it's okay, right? Yeah, it's okay for you, you just don't know what you don't know. But, yeah. but it's to, I think our student athletes did as much as they could throughout the year. And I think in doing so, as we talked about, COVID-19 and the protocols and everything that we had and being disciplined to that, was going to make champions out of few and excuse makers out of a lot of people. Yeah. And I think our student athletes really took that to heart. And to me, it's a result. And so the results that we've had this year, yeah. you've seen that, right? Absolutely. They've, they've yeah. really taken that to heart and, and they've been able uh, to win championships. I and mean, we just won our sixth trophy, you know, this past weekend with softball. In yeah. Between soccer, what soccer did, what volleyball did, you know, what track and uh, what track and field uh, yeah, has done, you know, softball now. I mean, mm-hmm. even the season that football had with being it up and down and yes. being able to do the things that they did, you know, even though they didn't win a cha- championship or a trophy yeah, per se, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they really took a step forward uh, as well. Uh, baseball's done some really, really great things this season as well. And I, I really know they've been up and down, but they've done some amazing things. And mm-hmm. so I just, the success that we've had this year, again, as we talk about from a departmental standpoint, 
we don't we don't set out for that like that's not our end goal those mm-hmm. are the results of the actions that we have every day right mm-hmm. so when we talk yeah. about our vision our values and our standards of behavior those are our non-negotiables in which that's what we're going to hear to every day and the decisions that we make are going to be have, have those uh those things in our in really in the center of in the center of our decision making process and by doing so results follow Right. right, so the exactly. wins, the championships, those things follow because mm-hmm. that's all they are. They're just results. And so if we do these things well every day, then these things will happen as a byproduct of what we're doing on a regular basis. And I think you've seen our student athletes oh, do that. And I've, for I've sure. been really pleased with the things that they've been able to do, and it's been really fun to watch this year. And I think so, too. And I think a lot of people also have noticed that as well, just you know, from what we've seen. you know, Of course, there's always going to be naysayers on, on social media, which whatever there are. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I feel a lot of people have noticed that as well. Like you said, from baseball to softball to track and field, you know, and even with football. And I feel like it was so important for, especially for football, to get that fall season in. Um, yeah. And I mean, a there was nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like they were yeah. gonna go to postseason anyway. <laughs> right. Just let them play. Yeah. You know, and I think that that was really helpful for not only Coach Carpel but also to the players as well, because that's gonna be really hard to go from. You see all these teams playing now. I mean, it's May. Right. And Sam Houston's still playing. Exactly. And then they have to turn around and play again yeah. August, September. Exactly right. I mean, what kind of off season is that? No. Your body's going to be, like, sore and going to be exactly. barking at you. Yeah, so. Yeah, they're going to have some injuries. I'm they sure. Oh, I have a feeling, too, for sure. I'm really, I'll say this last thing, and then we get to move on to something else. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm really big on the process, and I really yeah. enjoy watching the process. And, and I think you've seen our football program, but mm-hmm. even, even our other sports mm-hmm. have worked through the process. And, I go back to tennis. So to me, tennis is a great example of watching the process evolve and staying true to the process, mm-hmm. right? They started out the season pretty good. They won, really got on a winning streak. Then they hit a, 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 a spot in the middle of their season where they were on a losing streak. Mm-hmm. And they played Sam Houston here, lost 4-3 to three against Sam Houston. Sam Houston won the regular season uh, championship, was the number one team in our league. And then they – so our tennis team gets in as the number eight team and then beat Sam Houston in the opening round of the Southern Conference uh, yeah. tennis tournament. And to me, that is that is the epitome of the process working, right? Staying true mm-hmm. to what you're doing, staying true to the values, and competing on a regular basis. And that team, to me, has shown growth, right? And so when we look at this across the board and everything that we're doing, it's about measuring our growth and what we're doing. And that process is really, really fun to watch. And I don't, I don't know that people quite understand it because you just look at the results – of our contest, right? And so right. you say, well, well, tennis is terrible. You know, they're finished eighth or whatever. No, they have four freshmen, mm-hmm. one sophomore, right? And watch this growth and this pattern that they've had all year, right? And I think those things are really, really fun to me to watch because I think it shows the traje- trajectory that we're on from just, not just that program, but just across the board as well from a departmental standpoint. Oh, completely agree. And I feel like, and then, you know, like you said, we're going to move on to something different, but it kind of shows how well they'll do in the future. No Especially when you have such young players. Yep. I mean, no they're still learning who they are on and off the court. Right. So, I mean, it's hard. It's hard, totally, being a student athlete. I agree. Okay, so we're going to switch gears and go to whack stuff. Yeah. So that's kind straight of the, in. straight yeah. into whack. Because that's, I mean, we got our wacky shirts on. Let's get wacky. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about whack and, you know, kind of all the ins and outs of that. So I guess the first question we have is, like, how did all this start? You know, what was the catalyst that got this rolling? You know, what what kind of was like the main thing? You know what? This was just like an opportunity that just randomly presented itself? Yeah. Or was it something that, you know, like when you got here, was this like 
one A thing you were going to do, like number one? Yeah, I, I don't know that it was one A when I got here, but yeah. I will tell you that when I got here and the conversations that I had with, you know, university administration, our board, mm-hmm. uh, just people in the community as a whole, um, there, there was this underlying conversation about are we in the right conference? Mm-hmm. And again, I, I'm a firm believer uh, that athletics is the front porch of the institution. 100%. You know, and, and so what are we doing from an athletics department standpoint to help grow the institutional profile? And so as we look at where we are from a conference standpoint, we've got to ask ourselves, can we, should we look at other growth areas and are we aligned with institu- other institutions that share the same philosophical values um, that really that we do from, from a departmental standpoint mm-hmm. and really institutionally as a whole. And yeah. so I think when you start having those conversations, right, and you get into, you, when you get into this aspect of evaluating where you are from a conference standpoint, I think it became clear to us mm-hmm. that there may be uh, other opportunities out there that could help us long-term strategy-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Not that we were, um, not that we hated being in the Southland Conference, because right. we didn't. I think there were some frustrations uh, amongst uh, some of our coaches and some of our sports and just some of the things that go on. But again, you're going to have that no matter what, right? I mean, when you're dealing with people, you're going to have disagreements and and frustrations. But I think what we had to keep asking ourselves was, does this align and help us get to where we want to be long term, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and I think the reality of it is, is being aligned with institutions that are growth-minded being in getting into new growth market areas again you just look at the state of utah it's the fastest growing state in the country from a a percentage standpoint Mm. um you know we're going to be able to do that we're going to be able to get uh down into the valley from a from a rio grande valley standpoint and our institution has a goal of becoming um a hispanic serving institution so now we're going to get into an area that's more heavily populated with Hispanic individuals. And so mm-hmm. can we leverage that exposure and awareness that we're going to have now to achieve that a- a- that HSI status for the institution standpoint, mm-hmm. right? And those are things that I think we have to continue to ask ourselves is how can athletics pr- provide an avenue for us moving forward? And I, I think the key is, is we're just the avenue, right? We're just the vehicle. We're not going to do those things and ultimately bring enrollment in here but it is a it is a tool it is a marketing vehicle in which we can now tell the institutional story right and i think mm-hmm. a lot of people um, have this misperception that well when athletics athletics can do it and if athletics does well yeah that's the case that's the kickoff that's the driver right that's mm-hmm. that's the lightning in the bottle per se but it's like all right now how do we capture that lightning in the bottle then how do we create strategy from an institutional standpoint to leverage mm-hmm. that lightning that we captured, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to do. And I think this is where, when Dr. Gordon came in, his his goals, his vision for the institution, I think what the board has to stay moving forward. I'm saying all of those things to me were, were catalysts in making this decision for us. Because yeah. if we don't have that institutional alignment, then it doesn't make sense to do that, right? But now that we have that institutional alignment, it makes sense to maybe make that step moving forward. And so. Um, did I think it was going to be the whack? Probably not when we started. Right. Um, were there other opportunities? Yes. Uh, this kind of ended up just playing out and making the most sense across the board with, with things that we were trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah that kind of rolled into the next question. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why the whack? Like, was yeah. it, were they kind of like 
you said the only option available, or were they not? Were there other conferences out there knocking down our door? Yeah, and, no, there are yeah. definitely other yeah. opportunities for us. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think, like anything else, again, you create the opportunities as well, right? And mm-hmm. so we have to, we had to be um, aggressive in, in making phone calls and having conversations and just seeing um, if there are other opportunities out there, if people were interested. There were. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, what does this do for us, right? And what does us moving, let's just take, call it the Atlantic Sun, the A-Sun. Right? Yeah. Well, does that make sense for us, right? Missouri Valley, Conference USA, whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to ask yourself the same questions and, and do these do these opportunities create the same value or more for us, again, not just from a departmental standpoint, but institutionally as well. And so... Uh, I think when we when we had those conversations and we looked to align it, we found that with the way that the WAC was being created with the other three Texas institutions, mm-hmm. along with potential with Southern Utah, having those conversations that, uh, as I told many people, you have to see it for what it can be versus what it is, right? Because I think early on, people looked at it for what it was mm-hmm. and it didn't understand the totality of it all until it oh. all got released mm-hmm. and announced, right? I, right? Yeah, I don't know how many times people say, well, the WAC's not a football conference. I'm like, oh my God, just yeah. wait. Give it a second, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's gonna yeah. be again. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. There's just no school playing football at the moment. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was just... And I think that was a key to it, right, is, is making sure yeah. that we could build it and get the assurances that we need moving forward that this is what's going to be long-term sustainable. Agreed. Agreed. So what are some of the main kind of immediate things that like fans might notice that is different that is what we're working towards by joining the WAC? Yeah, I think think you're going to see a a level of competition increase and Mm -hmm. and obviously from a basketball standpoint it is a very strong basketball league and I think Mm -hmm. going to uh, evolve into a stronger one. I mean when you look at what New Mexico State has done, when you look at what Grand Canyon is doing, I mean, even when you look at what Cal Baptist has, right, mm-hmm. and, and what they're doing, Utah Valley has 41,000 students, right? I mean, so you're going to see this level of competition rise moving forward. And to me, that's that's a good thing. Oh, right? that, agreed. That, that is a agreed. good thing for yeah. us. I think it's going to create um, more energy, more excitement around our home contest, those type of things that mm-hmm. we're doing across the board. I think the other thing that you're going to see early on is just um, – the level of facilities have increased, right? Mm-hmm. And while we have a good basketball facility, um, it is now maybe not the best in the league, right? Now, right. what what we're building from a basketball performance standpoint, that will be you know state of the art and, and certainly uh, as good as any in our league. But just our arena as a whole, while it's really good. I mean, you look at what Grand Canyon has, oh, yeah. you look at what Cal Baptist just built, you know, mm-hmm. you look at what New Mexico State has, some of those others. Um, so we have some, some, some competition now that we're going to have to rise to the level of occasion. I think the other thing is, is just the support um, that some of these institutions have, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about private support, I'm talking about ticket sales, uh, ticket revenue, those type of things that they have moving forward. And there's this level now that we're going to have to uh, try to compete with and we're going to have to do things uh, to help us across the board that's going to help our department grow um, holistically and mm-hmm. I think you're going to see some of that we've already started some of that strategy some of those things uh, early on knowing that this is what this is going to look like uh, moving forward and so I think you'll see so those are probably some of the, just the immediate mm-hmm. uh, things as well 
I think what you'll see is um, you'll see some really good competition as a whole. Uh, I think you'll see some um, some some deep. Uh, I think most of our sports are going to be pretty deep as far as uh, the teams that can compete for championships mm-hmm. uh, as a whole, which is which is important, <coughs> right? And oh, this creates uh, creates value. It creates an opportunity for us to have this um, this 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 long term opportunity now for. Uh, additional teams and postseason tournaments, those type of things. And I'm talking. I'm just talking about basketball. I'm talking about All of them, across yeah. the board. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, baseball is a very strong uh, league when it comes to the WAG. Softball's mm-hmm. done some good things. Uh, I think you'll see that with volleyball as well, uh, soccer um, as a whole. So again, I think it's going to be really unique and opportunity to see the, the level of competition rise and what we'll be able now to bring to Nacogdoches for our fans to be able to watch it as well. I think will be very very important for us. Um, so another question on that, should we also be kind of expecting to have access to more of different sports games being on different streaming platforms? Yeah, great question. So we, uh, the WAC TV uh, deal is up this year, and mm-hmm. so we are uh, actively in uh, conversations about what this next uh, TV arrangement and agreement is going to be. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be on that ad hoc committee that's going to um, that's mm-hmm. having some conversations right now um, and looking at that. So I do think again our goals, as we've talked about as a whole, um, and I'm not telling any trade secrets because I think this is every conference's mm-hmm. um, goals. But how do we increase our linear opportunities? So our you know games on ESPN, on ESPN two, ESPN plus, those yeah. are our linear. You know our CBS, CBS Sports Network, you know mm-hmm. Fox, FS one, FS two, whatever it may be. You know, those linear networks that are out there, linear channels. Um, how do we create revenue mm-hmm. <laughs> and increase mm-hmm. revenue, right? Of course, that's always a big really one. important for us as well. And then how do we protect the assets that we have uh, from a conference? And I'm talking about the basketball tournament being one of them. I'm talking about now from a football standpoint that we've created this football league. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I, I look at our the Battle of the Pinewoods game as a tremendous asset for what it is from a television broadcast standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, with the location that it is, their NRG, with the potential to have 30 plus thousand people there at a game. I mean, those are type of things that networks really want to see. And so how can we leverage the assets that we have uh, from a conference-wide standpoint to help create value uh, across the board? I think for us, you know, just locally here, we have uh, historically always put men's and women's basketball games on the digital platforms that we've had. We've mm-hmm. always put football games on those digital platforms, always had volleyball, soccer. Uh, we have been um, actively putting softball and baseball contests uh, on some digital platforms. Right now, it's just been on a, a, really on our YouTube channel moving forward, but we are working on making sure that that creates opportunities for us in this new uh, TV package because as we look to digital mm-hmm. uh, elements, it's going to be about the number of contests that the conference can provide to this provider, however it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether that's ESPN or Flow or CBS with Paramount Plus, you know, with Fox with the with the um, digital networks that they have, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. right? Moving forward, um, it's gonna it's gonna create some opportunities for us, and so we need to make sure that we're providing. A number of contests so again that we create a higher valuation for SFA moving forward so I think right. you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna start to see some of that as well I think the main people thing people are excited about is not having to like pay every you know what I mean like having to pay 
five dollars, six dollars, seven dollars on those like random to each individual, to each individual school, school right. every time they want to watch a basketball yeah. game or a football game right. or baseball or softball. Yeah. You know, I think that was one of the main things people were getting frustrated about. It's like, yeah. you know, we can whenever we're playing here, we can easily just pull up ESPN Plus and we're right. good. But then having to watch any away games, it was having to yeah. pay, you know, one time fee, one time fee yeah. to all these schools, and it's like, oh. yeah, it and was different just, logins for everyone. And it's just, and it was just you know, it's like, it's like the crunch time before the game starts right. because the feed doesn't start till the right. game starts, and then that's when you realize right. that you're not logged in. And then anyway. what if the feed is crap? Like you know, because yeah. yeah. the, the some, a lot of times it's all blurry and grainy. You can barely see the people. Sure. You're like, oh my god, just listen to Rob. Yeah. That's the, you know. Well, and I think that's yeah. you know across the board. I mean, this is part of our expansion agreement with the WAC. Mm-hmm. I mean, we put in there that um, each institution would be uh, responsible for adhering to certain standards when it comes to streaming platforms. Yeah, and I think that was really important for us because again, it creates value. Value, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when we look Absolutely. at it from a revenue standpoint: is how do we increase our valuation so that when whether it's ESPN or whoever, right, mm-hmm. and they see us, and say, all right, this is a valuable entity that we have how do we create mm-hmm. how, how do we partner with them but at the same time how do we reward them revenue accordingly for that right and so i think those things are important to us moving forward yeah okay. it seems like a very simple thing but it's definitely not. But it's it's not. Not. No, definitely so many moving parts so a lot of moving. not yeah. necessarily yeah. uh no well i would say this it's like any negotiation right we yeah. have what we think we're worth they feel like what they think we're worth right and now we've got to go back and forth and fight and make sure and again i think the the key to us is making sure holistically as a league what is important to us and what do we want to see done and are we willing to, you know are we willing to compromise maybe a brand platform for additional linear games right? mm-hmm. what does that look like and right you know so i think all those things are, are conversations that we're having uh, internally and trying to figure that out as we yeah, and again, I mean, as you said, you're trying to figure things out as you go because you're going into a whole new, like, it's a whole new yeah. area. It's a whole new conference. Yeah. This is new for everybody, just like with COVID. You yeah. know, there's a lot of uh, things that are going to be completely different on the fan side, on y'all side. I mean, it's going to be weird not seeing Southland everywhere. Yeah, no but oh. at the same time, I'm excited to see whack yeah. everywhere. You know, it's just an exciting little time yeah. for no, us and I think that's, as fans. Again, too. I think that's the, that's the key to it is it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity for us to really, and that, to me, I think is what really kind of sealed the deal for us is with these other institutions coming with us. Is uh-huh. We really created an opportunity to create a new league and make it kind of in our own image, so to mm-hmm. speak, right? And it was important for us to be able to do that. And what was important to us, and again, going back to non-negotiables, these are things that, that we want to see. And then how do we, you know, add on to those from 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 a, from a league standpoint moving forward? And to me, that's what's exciting about it. it yeah. As I've told people, look, it's there's no question we're gonna have our challenges. Okay. Oh. It's not gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be a little clunky when we first start out, um, just because uh, it is new. We are doing things differently. Um, we've got it just this timeline sped up on us, obviously. With, uh, that was going to be like, I was like, it was, it was next year, and um, now it's like, no, no, yeah. this year. And, have and have so, fun. And so we're just trying to work through all that right <laughs> now. And, and so knowing that, hey, this is going to be a little bit clunky in the beginning, but mm-hmm. I think long term, once we get it to where we need it to be and get it to where I think everybody wants it, that I really believe the sky's the limit for us moving forward. So. Agreed. I know that was one thing I was going to say. I was like, man, timeline was like 
Shot the hell. I mean, it was. Yeah. He was like, we have, we have a whole, we have a lot of time to prepare. We're great. No, 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 no. You have July, right? July first, yeah. right? July first. Like, July first. Yeah. I, I called it D Day on our notes. I was like, yeah. that's July first. Yeah. That's the day. Yeah. Oh man. So, are there any major kind of misconceptions that you've come across thus far that you'd like to kind of? Well, I think, yeah, I think one of the biggest is, is just, you know, it's just travel, right? And people keep yeah. talking about how much increased travel that we're going to mm-hmm. have. And, and there is going to be some of that. There's no question. But, again, our our goal with this, and, and I think we've created really good divisions uh, amongst within the league, yeah. and, and focusing on divisional alignment play, um, again, ours will be an all-Texas division, right? And so and the, the, the truth of the matter is, is our average trip now, looking at it, and, and the league did this, not us, but our average trip will actually decrease by 16 miles, um, you know, from that standpoint. Well, there you so, go. And so the ability for us to create this divisional uh, alignment for what we're doing moving forward is really important. Now, again, mm-hmm. we're going to have limited crossover, we're going to create those opportunities, and it's going to create some, some unique um, experiences for our student-athletes, which was important to us as well. But it's not going to be this, hey – we're going to play, you know, Seattle on a Thursday and then RGV, you know, on a Saturday, right? And you're yeah. going the furthest. Yeah. I mean, those things are, those places are as far, as far yeah. yeah, away from, I think they're, I think we looked it up, it's like 2,600 miles or something away from each other. Something crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. But again, I mean, it's the point of creating travel efficiencies, right? And what we're doing right. across the board. And I think everyone has been open uh, to that. And we're going through that right now as a league, trying to adopt some schedules knowing that travel efficiency is really important to us. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see some travel increase or travel costs increase? Absolutely. But again, we feel like the revenue that we're going to be able uh, to generate off of this is going to help cover those additional costs. So right. it should be, again, net neutral at worst for mm-hmm. us from a, from a business plan model standpoint. So obviously we expect to be net positive in this moving forward. So. I mean, and if yeah. you think about it too, I mean, football plays bigger schools outside of state all sure. the time. Like nothing new there. Right. And okay. football's the most expensive sport to travel anywhere. It is because it's huge because right. of all the people yeah. that have yeah. to actually physically go. And then with basketball, we travel to Durham. We travel all these yeah. places. So I mean, it's really if you think of it like that, it's not like a huge jump. I mean, yeah, there will be a jump, but not like exponentially like crazy right. amounts of money that are being spent yeah. on budget. And I think the key to all this, and this is what we've had conversations about as as, as league ads and just mm-hmm. internally as that I've had with head coaches is, look, we have a chance now, forget about what we've known, right? Forget about what we've always done. Think about it from a chance of, all right, what do we want it to be, Mm -hmm. right? How can we be different? How can can we create opportunities that we've maybe never even thought about before? I I just go back to men's and women's basketball. If we're going to have a doubleheader or whatever it may be, why couldn't both our men's and women's team charter together? Mm-hmm. Right? It creates a yeah. charter experience for our student-athletes. Right. We're able to combine our travel that we have to create travel efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the way we've looked at it, it wouldn't be that much more um, for us to charter them together than it would be for both of them to jump on a bus, you know, separate buses, travel to Intercontinental or travel to DFW, jumping on a commercial flight, all the time that they have to spend there, you know, doing what they want to do, connecting, having issues, those type of things. And it's going to create more efficiencies for us moving forward. And yeah. I think those are just unique opportunities that we have to really do something different that we've never done before. And I think those are the, the and that's what I'm challenging our coaches and our staff to really think about. Think about it for what you want it to be, not for what you've always known it to be. Yeah. Right? Like just forget about all that, throw it out the window, and let's, all right, how do we make this the best 
experience that we can make it for everyone involved. Completely. I agree. Um, so we kind of talked about that one. Kind of talked about that one. All right, so I guess uh, we could we could ask totally about the financial stuff, too. I mean, like, so, you know, is it... I guess just implications of all the financial changes and stuff from Southland to WAC, you know, kind of explain that a little bit. Yeah, you bet. So uh, I've done a couple presentations. Um, you know, we we're projecting our, our travel increase, and this is conservative estimate mm-hmm. for us moving forward is about twenty five percent increase. Um, mm-hmm. So probably looking at you know another four hundred thousand dollar increase in travel uh, across the board. We've got some one time expensive just some ch- change out logos and yeah. facility stuff. Some mm-hmm. of those things that we've estimated at, at $50,000, uh, we will have a little bit of operational increase just with our officiating, because uh, it's mm-hmm. a different different officiating crew. There's uh, different um, uh, uh, scheduled payments for officials, those type of things. Uh, the idea is we get better officials. I was literally about to say, does um, that mean I, different officials completely? I can't say Especially that, for basketball? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know that... Um, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen any official that's any good, right? So, uh, but Jacqueline's dad may have, may have issue with that comment. Right. Uh, but no, we I do think we'll have, have some better opportunities there um, mm-hmm. moving forward. So we'll see some of those increase. But again, yeah. looking at the revenue offset, again, the WAC has has, has made distributions to, the, to, to their respective institutions uh, before. So we're looking at anywhere between... You know, eighty-five to one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in just conference distribution. With our oh, okay. TV opportunities uh, that we have, we could be anywhere between eighty-five to one hundred fifty thousand dollars in direct TV revenue for us moving forward. Which right now we get zero. It was right, say. and so, <laughs> None. so you're seeing, anything's see, better right. than nothing. <laughs> so, right. so you're seeing those things as well, right? Um, our, our, our self-generated revenues, we feel like we can increase at a twenty percent rate, just mm-hmm. a because of the competition that we're going to have. Right, and, and what that looks like, and hopefully that's going to attract new fans. We are doing some things um, strategy-wise internally to help increase what we're doing uh, from a fi- private fundraising standpoint. And mm-hmm. obviously, um, we feel like the value that we're going to have now as a property from a sponsorship standpoint, a ticket property, whatever it may be, that we're going to create opportunities. So we've we've conservatively estimated estimated about a twenty percent increase in self-generated revenue as well moving forward. So. When, when we looked at this holistically, financially, again, putting all those things uh, really down on a spreadsheet and a piece of paper, again, net neutral is going to be, the, to me, the worst that's going to happen to mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. so we're looking at a net positive of probably uh, $250,000 or greater, right? And so, again, that's opportunities now that we have to reinvest back into our student-athletes in, in, the, in the progress that we're trying to make holistically. So, again... And that was all in part of because the divisional alignment play, the travel efficiencies that mm-hmm. we're creating, again, looking at this and building this as a whole, instead of just saying, all right, hey, you guys go whatever and do whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. Right. Here's the whack. Go play right. whoever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we how do we create some efficiencies moving forward? And I think that's been very much uh, the center of our decision making as a whole. Because, again, we recognize our need and our ability to be good stewards of the resources that we have. And mm-hmm. it's not just about spending anymore it's about are we spending in the right places at the right time and so i think this Mm -hmm. this new uh, structure and the things that we're trying to do uh, from a league standpoint allows us to do that completely yeah no i mean we've kind of of already touched on a little bit but i mean from it's a little under two months ish till d-day um so like what other things have to change like you said some logos have to be changed out 
Um, what are some other things that we have that we'll be seeing around? Yeah, really. I mean, we don't have a lot of places in our facilities that yeah. have Southland Conference on it. Right. right. I mean, obviously, Thank God. obviously, mm-hmm. our basketball floor, our football field. Um, you know, some places that at our other facilities that show Southland Conference, we'll have to change those things up. But mm-hmm. honestly, that's about it. And yeah. so you're not going to see. Um, you know, we don't have it plastered everywhere. Those right. kind of things. And so yeah. it's just whether that was by design or it just kind just, of ended, ended up that goes, way, right? Yeah. Uh, moving forward, obviously, our football field, um, we're getting actually um, to announce some things this week. We're going to put in a new football field and a new track. Um, that was going to be the questions. So are going to yep. change out the okay. entire field? Yep, the whole okay. thing's going to be changed. Okay, uh, cool. It's all privately funded. Privately funded. So an entire private. So Did you hear that out there? Privately <laughs> funded. Yeah. Same as the performance facility. Right. Yeah, privately about, about funded. $1.4 million. Uh, <laughs> again, all privately funded there moving forward. Um, and so, again, I think those are the things that, again, as we continue mm-hmm. to look at our facilities and what we're trying to do, it's right. it's important for us to be able to have in the same way that we did for soccer with the grandstands. Again, all yes. that was privately funded. The baseball pitching facility, yeah, all privately funded. Yeah, and those are fantastic. Funded, you know, those type of things. Yeah. The uh, tennis court uh, resurfacing and the different things that we're doing out there, all privately funded, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I just those are things that are really important to us and what we're doing. So. Um, so you'll see some of that change, but mm-hmm. again, that's been by design anyway. Right. We need yeah. look. We need we the need track, it. right? Yeah, we oh, the track. I mean, the the we, field itself is newer, but like the track yeah. itself, not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in bad shape. Yeah. And, and just we're going to level the field, so there's not going to be a crown there uh, oh, anymore. So all the drainage, everything will be underneath it, and so this will be a much better facility for us moving forward. So, so that's going to happen this summer. That's happening soon. Wow. Okay, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> so yeah. new court design. <laughs> Yep, there's going to be a new court design. Like new, like, like. There could be a new court design. New okay, kind design. Yep, uh-huh. yep, that's exactly right. I like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm excited uh, for that. We're going, to, we're going to mirror what we're doing in the uh, practice facility with what's on the game, the game courts over here in the practice facility. Oh, well, that cool. way they, they know exactly what they're doing. That yeah. was important to our coaches. And that our makes a yeah. lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so we talked, okay, so yeah, you did mention the Southwest division stuff. And I think that was one thing a lot, a lot of us were kind of excited about the fact that it was going to be divisional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's also probably, there's probably a lot of things that you guys haven't figured out yet. Maybe you have, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, there is, there's a lot we haven't figured out. Okay, cool. Good. Okay. So that's, and that's fine. And you don't have to have it all figured out right now. Um, I guess the main question is, um, we have a few old rivalries coming with us, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, which is rivalries that we all know, like Sam yeah. Houston and all that. And then we'll have some new opponents, some potentially new rivalries. Yep. Um, so just thoughts on them and so the teams coming with us, thoughts on the new teams we're going to be playing in the WAC, like RGV and then, of course, Tarleton. Um, and then, you know, obviously the West Division has one extra team, one more team than we will. Right. Yeah. Or will we have an extra team in that? So yeah, explain, start, explain that a So bit. starting next yeah. year, you know, starting July, we'll, we'll just it'll be a 13-team league. Okay. Uh, and, again, as we looked at this – transition as a whole we have said from the beginning that we would look um, to get to an even number mm-hmm. and, uh, whether that's by addition or subtraction right gotcha. what does that look like okay. I, I don't know um, but I know we're actively having conversations with other other institutions that mm-hmm. might fit um, you know a our geographical footprint uh, mm-hmm. I think that's important yeah um, B if we're going to add teams making sure that there's an opportunity to add an additional football playing institution, uh, which I think is important for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then C, it's really important that this institution have be on the same 
philosophical vision and values of what athletics can do and help and how it can help the institution as a whole. And so I think that's that's very critical, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think we are being very selective um, in looking at what that looks like. Um, it, is, it, it doesn't make sense for us just to start grabbing institutions and filling them just because we need a number to be filled, right? right. And while 13 is clunky, and, and trust me, I, yeah. I, I know all about it. It's what we've had in the Southland and yeah. what we've dealt with. It is more important for us to figure out, A, if we're going to expand and add another one to get to 14, mm-hmm. um, that it is the right institution and not just add to add. Like, mm-hmm. I can deal with clunkiness yeah. and I can deal with challenges that it, that it brings, you know, for a couple, three years if I have to, right. to make sure that it's, that whoever we add, it's the right institution. Mm-hmm. I think that is that is really important uh, for us moving forward. Um, you know, again, we, there may be opportunities that other schools in the league say, hey, look, this isn't what maybe we signed up for as well, so we're going to find another, and so there may be addition by subtraction right. at the same time too, right? And mm-hmm. so we're trying to figure that out as we go. So. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so there's the new opponents too, like specifically in our division, yep. um, so we'll have Tarleton, right? Tarleton. No, they're not necessarily a new opponent. We've played them before, but new to our, like, Yeah, no, I mean, they're yeah. obviously transitioned to Division One, Right. And they've done some really good things. I mean, they have. If you look at the growth rate that that institution has done over mm-hmm. the last decade, they've grown 564% over the last 10 years. Which is wild. Right? That's uh, crazy. And it's wild. crazy what, really, what they've been able to do. Yes. Um, just out in little old Stevensville, right? Yeah. Oh, completely. Uh, and yeah. so <laughs> and we're excited to have them on there. I think, they, again, they align with us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, RGV is one that we've, I think we've played sporadically yeah. uh, in the past, but probably not anything that's been uh, on a regular basis, um, mm-hmm. but bring a wealth of, of opportunities for us mm-hmm. down there and being involved in the Valley and, again, trying to help um, achieve that HSI status for the mm-hmm. institution as a whole. Again. Very, very strong uh, institution. They've won some championships. Um, they are very committed. They've got a, a really good president who understands uh, the vision uh, of, of athletics. Um, he uh, came from, he was at Alabama beforehand. So, oh. I mean, so he understands that. They're really good athletics directors, Chase Conk, um, who has done some really good things mm-hmm. um, at the previous places he's been. So, I mean, again, they have a great vision of what they want um, athletics to be down there and how it can help their institution grow as a whole. And then obviously we've got, you know, Sam Houston, Lamar, uh, Abilene as uh-huh. well uh, within our division, which yeah. again, which will help us create those travel efficiencies as a whole, but keep those rivals and those mm-hmm. um, opportunities that we have to play each other. And I think that was really important to us um, as well, really when we looked at this, that we didn't want to just jump out and, and do something mm-hmm. on our own, that it was important for us. And as we talked about as a group, there's strength in numbers with it. And so oh, this, this was really important for us. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's just, I think it was just all really, I think just in general, just very cool. It's like tech, the Texas Four, you know, and uh, the fact that we were all moving together was, I think, a high point. I'm, yep. I'm sure that was a really big selling sure. point, too. It's like, literally, we're coming as a package. Yep. Who wants us? Yep. You know, and I think it was, I think it's awesome that we're staying together. I know a lot of people are kind of weary and upset about the fact that we may not be playing Northwestern all the time or ever again mm-hmm. or whatever with the old Chief Gatto thing, um, but... Hopefully we'll figure it out. We'll figure, yeah, something. Yeah. Figure well, something I would tell out. you from Mario, we'd love to keep playing them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think and, so too. And the invitation has been extended mm-hmm. uh, to them to play in as many sports as we could and can yeah. across the board. Whether so or not they accept it is up to them. The ball is in their court. Yeah. Let's nice. just say that. So. Yeah. Okay. okay, that makes sense. If not, then heck, we will hold on to Chief Cato yeah. forever. <laughs> we have no problem. Yeah, I have no problem keeping him in our field house. Absolutely. They don't have to have it back. Yeah. Okay, so just last thing, just to kind of wrap up, is yep. there any final thing that we missed or anything specific that us as fans can be doing to help support as we kind of grow along in this process? Well, I think, again, like anything else, like I talked about earlier, um, you know, it, this is an evolving process, right? Mm-hmm. And this is going to be, um, there are going to be some changes as we go through it. So, um, you know, there may be some frustrations early on, and I get that. There are going to be some frustrations early on, on, on our end. Um, as I keep using the term clunky, it's going to mm-hmm. be a little clunky, um, and, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think long term, with what it can be and the vision that we have, I think this is going to be a really, really strong move for us and a really strong uh, league across the board. And I think it's going to create opportunities uh, for us to help grow our institutional profile in areas in which maybe we haven't been involved before. Um, and so I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. I think from a fan standpoint, just like anything else, um, show up and be present. Right? Just yeah. like show up and be present. And, and, and if you can afford to buy season tickets, buy season tickets. Right? If you can, if you can afford to join the PLF, join the PLF. I mean, do mm-hmm. what you can to support these student athletes and what they're doing. Because we are, we're moving into a higher caliber. Um, league in which other institutions are a little bit more evolved than what we've been uh, from a ticketing strategy standpoint, from a development strategy standpoint, all those things. And again, it's not we're not wrong. It's just we're just behind in that aspect of it. And so we're going to have to do things to evolve mm-hmm. and, and, and to do things to change so that we can continue to grow moving forward. And so what what I what I always tell people is. If you're happy about it, let us know. If you're pissed off about it, let us know, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you let me know, I at least know where you stand, right? Yeah. It's the yeah. ones that are just that sit there and they fester and they stew mm-hmm. and they don't say anything, but yet they, they talk about it behind others' back instead of just saying, hey, what are you doing? And, and most of the times, not all the times, but most of the times, I've got a pretty logical answer as to why we've done what we've done, right? Right. And yeah. if we can sit down and have a rational conversation as to what we're doing, mm-hmm. I think people tend to see that. And again, we may at the end of the conversation agree to disagree on the on the direction and strategy that we've taken. I get that everybody has their opinion, but at least give us an opportunity to have conversation, right? Right. right and, to have a dialogue. And, yeah. and, and as, as as I've told people multiple times, look, this isn't my athletics department, right? This isn't my institution right i'm just i'm just a steward of it right and this is you guys who have put blood sweat and tears into it and my responsibility is to take it from where i got it and to make it better yeah and that's what and that's what we're trying to do Uh but we can't do that without our fans right and we can't do that without robust conversations and dialogue and getting people uh to to join in on what we're doing so Again, are we going to screw up? Absolutely. Are we going to make mistakes? You bet. Are we going to get it right all the time? Absolutely not. But I think our goals that we have are about putting our our student-athletes at the center of our decision-making process, making sure that we're creating opportunities for great fan experiences, for great student-athlete experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think we all, as a department, want to serve everyone moving forward. I think if we can all 
understand that, mm -hmm. I think we can get through whatever issues we may have moving forward. So. Absolutely. And to kind of piggyback on that, I think, too, it, it's just a lot with the fans. I, I, what I see and what I read on, of course, you know, social media and, and online is just like having that accessibility too, and just because a lot of fans think that if they don't have, you know, the the big bucks or the money, that they can't support and they can't help and they can't engage in in athletics. And I'm just yeah. like, me, I don't make that much money. Right. Like, what do you think mm -hmm. I'm doing? Right. You know, if I can find, you know, hundred bucks here, fifty bucks here, right. then I'm gonna do it. You know, and I think that that's a lot of people kind of get that misconception too, is the fact yeah. that if I'm if I'm not handing out, shoveling out thousands of dollars every year right. for the athletics, then I make no impact, right. and that's not true. Well, it's just like any successful team. Yeah, right? successful teams aren't just made up of talented superstars, right? Because you've seen those teams that've been made up of talented superstars fail miserably. Mm -hmm. Most successful teams are made up of individuals who know their role, right? and they play their role well, and so. If you can afford to give us a thousand dollars, cool. I would expect you to give me a thousand dollars. You can afford to give us ten thousand dollars and give us ten thousand dollars. If you can afford to give us ten dollars, yeah, ten dollars, right? Yeah. A bunch of little ones equal a big one, right? Right? I mean, that's I'm not real good at math, but I know <laughs> that much, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and so, it, it, what I what I'm asking people to do is mm -hmm. do what you can. Yeah. Right? I'm not asking you to go broke by supporting us. I'm not asking you to not eat dinner tonight to support us, right? I'm not asking you to go above and beyond that, but I'm a, I am asking you to do what you can do. Yeah. And if we all do what we can do and we do our job to help support this place, the sky's gonna be the limit for us, right? It's where we get in a situation where we only have a small amount of people doing the majority of the work and mm -hmm. then the majority of the people who don't wanna do things are the ones griping and complaining right. about what's going on. Right. Oh, completely. And yeah. so I think that's where we've got to be able to come uh -huh. together as a group. Because I do. I think we've got a great opportunity in front of us to capitalize on it and really move us forward. So. Completely agree. And I think that that's part of the reason why we wanted to sit down today and talk was to make sure that kind of all of that was known. The sure. fact that you have all these different opportunities to help and be involved. And you don't have to have, you know, like you said, a million dollars, $100,000 right. to give. If you have $10, great. Yeah. Wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last thing I wanted to mention, and it was something that Jacqueline and I are super excited about, uh, one word, Vegas. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> no, that is, I've, uh, I've had several people have asked me already, you think I need to go ahead and make my uh, reservations for Vegas? I said, absolutely. I mean, Just do it. And you, and you think about yeah. the opportunity that you're going to have out there during the basketball tournament. Obviously, yeah. our tournament's going to be out there, but... The West Coast Conference Tournament is out there during the same time. Mm -hmm. The Big West Tournament is out there during the same period of time. Mm -hmm. The Mountain West Tournament is there during the same period of time. I mean, if you are a basketball junkie. It is a basketball match. You have an opportunity <laughs> to watch some really good conference tournaments. I've told people, yeah. you may see me sneak across there to the West Coast Conference Tournament just to, to watch a Gonzaga or watch out, a St. Yeah. Mary's or watch a BYU game or something of that nature. Absolutely. Or go down to the Mountain West Tournament or whatever it may be. And it's all right there together. Exactly. Right? I think that's the really cool part about what we have now. And, again, we'll have an opportunity. Again, while it's not in Katy, and I understand that, that Katy yeah. is a good location for our fans. It's easy to get to. Yes. 
the experience that you're going to have in Vegas uh -huh. is going to be astronomically more than anything that you can have yeah. in Katy, Texas. And, and I love Katy. Oh, I appreciate yeah. the folks yeah. in Katy. 100%. And really we appreciated it too because it's a, like you said, it's an easy yeah. day trip or just an easy weekend trip. Yeah. There's people, all the people that live in Houston can go. Yeah. The people that live in Dallas can make a quick little overnighter turnaround. And believe me, I get that too. Like the Katy th or the Katy thing was great for the pop book. Yep. Vegas is not going to be, but it's going it to be, be. But it, it could be. Has the potential to be. Has the potential you, right? if you hit the hit the yeah. you know. Put it on black. Put it on the letter ride. Um, <laughs> but I, I agree hundred percent. But I feel like the quality of competition is going to just be yep. amazing. I think the other question to a lot of people had was how that conference tournament was going to be like made up. And again, that's probably something that hasn't even been. No, it's things thought. we're going through right now. Exactly. We've got, we've got meetings yeah. this week that we're having conversations about. If that, right. Um, and, and again, that's something that hopefully everybody understands that there are a lot of things that have not been worked out. There's sure. a lot of kinks that haven't been ironed out. So, but we're just really excited about that specifically. I know when we were talking about it with our, with our friend Sam the other day, like, Oh crap, should we make our reservations for the <laughs> hotel room? I mean, like, is it getting booked? I don't know, yeah. but there's plenty of hotels in uh, Vegas. So I think yeah. it'll be fine. I've been there a few times. I, I, I think we'll be okay. No doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much yeah. for sitting down with you us bet. and, you know, answering some questions and letting us chat about it for a while. You bet. Enjoy. Appreciate you guys so much. Appreciate all your support. Really Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Hey, we do what we can. We do what we can on our side. That's all you can do. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. All right, thanks so much.